Welcome, Army Wrestling fans, to episode one of the B Haw Army Wrestling Radio Show. I'm Jordan Tom, followed with Brian Rowan. What's up, B Row? How's it going, Jordan? I'm excited to get this uh, get this situated. Kevin should be dialing in here uh, in the next minute or two. He's uh, refilling his beverage, he said, so he'll be uh, he'll be hopping on here. I'm excited uh, to get talking on wrestling. Yeah, I'm excited too, B Row. Before we get Coach on, just to recap the season for all the listeners. Coach Ward's finishing up his sixth year as the head coach of the Army team. He's got four wins over Navy, four in a row to be exact, and that's a first for the program history. They finished 13th nationally in the dual season, third in the conference tournament at EAWAs, and we qualified seven guys for the NCAA tournament. Now, unfortunately, we didn't get to see how it played out, but I think we had quite a few guys that would have been right there for that All-American honors. And, uh, it was a great year, a lot of success, a lot of firsts for the program, and we're moving in a, a really fun direction. I look forward to talking with Coach Ward, and it looks like he's getting on right now. There, Kevin, how's it going? B-Row, what's happening? What's yeah. up, Coach? We're, we're live now. All right, I'm with Tom and B-Row. What's up, <laughs> fellas? Not Glad too to much. Uh, this quarantine here. What, uh, well, there's, there's, there's no other place I'd rather be while we're sheltering in place. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, Jordan, I'll let you kind of start. Yeah, we're going to get into a lot of things tonight, Coach. So I uh, want to talk about the near future of the program when we look at graduation and summer training, kind of what it looks like for all those guys that are still at the academy. And then when we talk uh, future, we'll look at next year's team, maybe talk some recruits. And then we got some other stuff on the dock for you that will be a little bit of a surprise when we talk some some West Point vocabulary. Yeah, man. Can't wait. I'll uh I'll cover everything that I can actually answer for you. So <laughs> I'm pumped to be I'm pumped to be chatting with some guys that actually know like down to the granular level what uh wrestling at West Point's all about, what B Hall's all about. So to be able to share um everything that's going on with our program now, I'm pumped to be able to do it. Awesome. Well, I, so I, I guess when you were starting at West Point, uh, like when you first got there and you first learned about B-Hall, what was, uh, like, what was, I guess, it like? Um, how was it messaged to you? Like, who did you hear it from? Um, I guess I'll start there. Yeah, so um, it's, um, you got to remember that I showed up um, as the head coach on August 1st, I think it was. So, um, I'm, cadets pretty much there may have been a piad going on um beast was definitely going on and uh, i mean i do remember back one of my first visits um to the academy once i'd been hired um there was mass athletics that night so i had traveled from arkansas where i was living and uh and and traveled all day to get up to west point and as soon as i walked in the wrestling room you know one of the uh one of the uh, the plebes going through beast was like Oh, hey, you want to wrestle? So that was like my first, um, you know, I, I probably got up at like, I got up like four o'clock that morning, you know, and, um, but so did he probably, um, you know, and traveled up there and, and I walk in like the first thing he's like, hey man, you want to wrestle? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, or he clubbed me on the side of the head really hard. Um, but anyways, I mean, I could, I get carried away there, but um, even then, you know, B-Hall was written um, on the wall of the wrestling room. So your first exposure is when you first walk into the wrestling room. But, uh, I mean, like anything else, it's words on the wall until you actually know what it represents, and then you see people actually living it out. So, um, you know, there was an assistant coach at the time, Paul Young, and, um, and he was a fantastic assistant coach. And, and, and one of the, the probably the best things that he did that helped me early on is he said, uh, I know you want to make changes. Because every head coach does. When you take over a program, you want to bring – your flavor to it right it's no disrespect to what happened before um you know it's just like if you're going to take over a program you want to put your stamp on it you want to do that early you know you want to come in um being assertive with what you think is important being respectful of the past but being assertive about what you want he said i know you're going to want to do that but um you really need to keep this like it's not even worth thinking about getting rid of it it's so ingrained and these guys love it so much 
So we're getting ready for like our first team meeting when I show up and we're printing out a packet, you know, to give to the guys. And uh, he was like, if you would just watermark that with B-Haw or put it at the bottom, you know, of, as like a footer on the packet your hand, he's like, the guys would love it. They would think it's sick. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I did. So, so early on, um, I just kind of adopted it without understanding it. Um, but it's one of the smartest things that, uh, that Paul was able to talk me into doing. Um, so I'm glad I did. So, I mean, my first exposure was right away, but then, you know, the, the longer you're here, the longer you realize that it's not just words on the wall, you know, it's not just, um, something people say it's, it's a way that people live. So it's been really cool to kind of learn it and, and see how much it means to people. That's cool. Has it, um, I never heard that before too, Like nobody's ever, you know, I don't, I don't even know if you've shared that with a, in a, in a forum before, but that was from No, I don't, I don't share this info with just anybody, just you guys. <laughs> you heard it here so first. Has, uh, has it like progressed at all? Like, uh, or at least your opinion of it, or is it the concept changed at all? Uh, you know, throughout your time you've been there? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the words are the same. Um, I think, um, you know, it's like one of the old adage, the truth never changes. Uh, it's, it's part of who we are as a program and it's part of what we do. So um, there's been no reason to add to it, subtract from it. Um, we love what it represents. So under every single day from, for me too, um, and, and every wrestler about, hey, if, if this is what we're going to be about, let's make sure that we're, we're being about it. Don't talk about it, be about it. You know, if it says warrior, then be a warrior, not a boy scout. You know, if it says you're going to be a brotherhood, then, you know, you're going to find a way to make it work with that guy. You, you can't stand him because um, that's part of being family. You know, you don't like your family all the time, but you got to love them. So um, it's just a constant reminder and it, it's a work in progress every single day, but we love it and we think it's a, it, it's a work in progress that's worth it. So uh, yeah, we think it's really cool. That's really cool. When uh, I guess looking back at your time at Oklahoma state uh, wrestling or, you know, being a, an assistant there or, or even when you were um, at Washington Baptist, you know, did they have any kind of similar mottos, concepts, anything that was like, that resembled anything like that? I may be able to, to draw a little bit of a, uh, a comparison for you, B-Row. Like, I think I graduated with um, four or five other seniors, you know, um, on our team. So at most programs, if you, can, if you can graduate half your recruiting class, you're doing pretty good. And this is, a, this is a, almost every program around the country. You know, this year we're, we're, we're graduating and commissioning 12. Hmm. So, um, you know, yeah, it was a competitive room and, and everyone was, was kind of bought into the same thing. We knew how special our team was and uh, we were all on the same page there. But I wouldn't say that we were connected any deeper than let's go win a national title. The connections weren't any deeper than that. But there's no way that you have 12 seniors in your lineup and only or on your roster and only four of them in the starting lineup if they're not connected to a bigger purpose, you know, mm -hmm. so that's the, that's the comparison um, in the, uh, the, the contrast of what we do in our program at West Point and, uh, and what most programs do. So, you know, what BHAL stands for, what it represents, I think keeps more people in the huddle, you know, they're attached to more than just getting their hand raised at the end of the match. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting stat. I haven't heard that kind of brought out. I mean, flow does all kinds of, like they pull random stats, but I've never heard that one pulled before, but it could really, it could really show like how unified a program is by, you know, if you have 15 in a recruiting class and, you know, by the after four years, you got 10 or 12, I think for my senior, yeah. you know, my first year class had, you know, six, seven, eight guys, you know, out of, I mean, back then we had probably 25 guys in their initial class back, uh, back in, back in my heyday. But, um, yeah, I, I, I can just imagine it like, and that's a, you know, that's a West Point where, you know, I think it's a little bit different than, than other programs. I mean, you're probably a little bit more, uh, when you're at a, a normal college, you may, you know, not feel as much of a bond because you're not, you know, in the same, the same world. You may be going your own way, going your own separate way. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But you know what? It's like, um, 
and we've had a few people like in, in, in all honesty we've had a few people ha have to take a semester off of the wrestling team for whatever reason whether it was they needed to uh, get a better handle on their grades or they need to get make sure that they can uh, meet our requirements with their social life whatever it is um, and then you know if, if they do that then they come back to the program and every single one has said god it was so much easier when I wasn't wrestling like <laughs> life it was so much easier but then they come they want to come back I'm like why, why do you want to come back it was so much easier without it you know um so because they miss something you know that that's whether you can put words to it or not if you've been a part of it you can feel it you know so they miss that um what our program you know is has been able to provide for guys and, and it's being connected to something that's bigger than just being a part of the team yeah, I was actually one of those uh, who had a semester off situation uh, at one point in my cadet career. <laughs> I can attest. It was. Uh, hey, you, you turned out all right. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot easier that one that semester. I wasn't wasn't on the team. Yeah. <laughs> well, coach, as you talked about those twelve seniors that are graduating, uh, it's pretty interesting that we have that high of a number. Is there anything you want to say about a class? This is kind of the first class that's ever been Navy four times. They've seen a lot of success. They've had quite a few starters, five of you include Lucas Weiland. And, yeah. uh, I mean, these guys have done a lot, a lot, a lot for this program. Do you have anything you want to say to them as kind of your parting thoughts? Man, I, I mean, I think what, you know, what could you not say about this crew? Um, yeah, Luke Weiland could have been in the national tournament this year. Alex Hopkins would have been in NCAA tournament. Um, Alex started wrestling as a freshman in high school and, um, you know, probably started his career at West Point, third or fourth string at 174 pounds, you know, and then ends up two years in a row, he's ranked in the top 25 at 197 pounds. So talk about yeah. growth there. I mean, physically, literally, and, and then in every single way. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a special senior class. It's the first class. This year's team is the first one that I recruited out of high school and saw them their whole way through. So, um, you know, that's not like, it's not anything that I did. It's just, it makes it maybe a little bit more special to me because I've seen them from, you know, I saw Trey Shalafu from a senior in high school that we recruited really hard and, and see a lot of potential in and, and see Luke Weiland um, recruit him and see the potential, watch him struggle like freaking crazy at the prep school, um, and then turn into the, have the career he did and, and, and make the Dean's list this year. You know, someone that was like, had to beg and plead to not get kicked out of the prep school because of his grades. He was like, I can do it. I'll work hard, whatever it takes, just don't kick me out of here. You know, and now he's going to graduate and he made the Dean's list this year. Um, you know, and, He's a guy that never, if you look on paper, should never be at West Point. And he's a two-year team captain, makes the dean's list. Um, you know, Noah Stewart's a guy that, like, his freshman year, um, he might not let me tell him this story, but I'll frame it in a way that, Noah, you're going to appreciate um, how much he's matured. You know, his freshman year, he, he was all over the place mentally. You know, I think maybe given the option, I'm not saying that he would have gone home, but um, – you know, um, he would have considered it, you know, and, and, and his, he's got awesome parents and his dad was like, he's not coming home. <laughs> you know, he's, <laughs> he's not coming home. He's going to stick it out. Um, and then to see him, like, I mean, he's a freaking animal. You know, I was so excited. That's probably the one guy that I thought was really underrated going in these, into the NCAA tournament this year. I thought Noah Stewart was like a freaking animal um, and that he would have crushed it. But, um, you know, the, the way things worked out, he, he didn't get the chance. And then you have guys, you have guys that, that most people haven't heard of. You have Sam Williams, you have, um, you have David Russell. Um, you, so you got all these guys, man, I'm, I know I'm going to leave some names out, but um, you got guys that, you know, they don't get the headlines, but what they do every day, Luke Hodgson, you know, is like they add a lot to our program. So, yeah, I could go on and on. Here's what you need to know is they transformed, they redefined what is possible for our program. So the definition of what's possible is different now than it was four years ago. And that's a credit to them. I think that sums it up. Absolutely. 
So as it's got to be special as a coach to see these guys you recruited all the way through. And unlike maybe some of the more traditional programs where they go off and get a normal job and, you know, just kind of get into the flow of life, these guys are going to go serve their country again. Some of them are going to do some really amazing things. Some may have long careers in the military, some may have short. How proud are you of those guys knowing that you had a piece of their development? Man, I, I tell you what, it's humbling. And I, and I tell everybody, Jordan, um, like, you know, I've, there haven't been, um, you know, many occasions since I've been at West Point that bring you to tears, you know. Um, and, um, and, and there have been a couple things. And, um, but one that every single year, you know, makes me cry and, uh, and I try to hide it, you know, when I'm in the audience is when we go to their commissioning you know, and, and watch them every year. And it's, um, you know, some of them say, hey, thank you to my coaches, and, and, and some don't. It's not about that. It's about seeing um, how proud everyone is of them for what they're going to do. And then, you know, and it really sets in um, for me personally that, oh, man, you know, like this is what it's all about, you know. And, and you'll have parents or, you know, family, friends come up and say something to you like that about, Hey, this is what it's about. So a couple of years ago, Russ Parsons, um, you know, one of his um, family friends came up to me after the commissioning and he said, Hey coach. And he said, you know, great season. You did, you did a really good job. Um, but you know, this is your legacy. Congratulations. And he's, he's talking about the seniors. So, I mean, to me, I mean, that, that's just, I mean, that's really when it boils down to it, that's why you do it. I mean, you want to win, yeah, and you hate to lose, and, and you want to do everything you can to kick everybody's ass. But when it comes down to it in the end, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a good reminder if that's really what we're doing this for. So it's, it's really special. So that special day that these guys got coming up, what is, what is that going to look like? I know all the guys remember their graduation day. They remember their commissioning. And this year's obviously very different with the current situation. So what's the plan and what's it look like for them the next couple of weeks? Man, I can guarantee you these guys are going to remember theirs as well. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit different. Um, man, I wish I had some, like, really solid info to share with you guys, but we just – somebody does here at the academy, but I don't. Um, so it's probably not worth regurgitating some rumors that could be true or could not. I mean, we know we're having graduation. Uh, I think it's the 13th of June. We know President Trump's going to be here. And uh, so that much is set. Uh, we're going to, seniors are going to come back to West Point. Here's what I do know. Um, our superintendent, Williams, and uh, he, he's no stranger to this. You know, we kind of joked before that um, he was on the front lines in Africa, the Ebola pandemic, you know. And can you imagine him when he got done with that? And he was like, oh, good, I get to go be the soup now at West Point. <laughs> and he thinks he's leaving, you know, the pandemic behind and then, Here's one. It, it comes to West Point, New York, uh, but but he's not a guy that's unfamiliar with it, right? Sure. Um, so, um, you know, we're we're gonna do things right. So, I mean, the first and first and for, foremost, it's it's the cadets. Well, they're, when they come back, get this: um, when they they're gonna graduate, they're already second lieutenants when they graduate. So they're gonna commission before they graduate. Um, how that's gonna look, I think, is you know that's. Um, probably not for me to share because I probably don't have all the information, but that's safe to say they're going to be lieutenants before they graduate. So, I never thought about um, that. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. That'll certainly may, probably be in the book of knowledge someday. There's uh there may be like some, some commissioning regulations. They have to by a certain date, whatever it is. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Um, what is it going to look like? I don't know. It's going to be different. Uh, we know that. Um, it's just kind of the hand that we're dealt. We're going to try to get everybody together if we can. Um, a lot of the Jordan is, is uh, TBD. We just don't know yet or it's to be announced. I guess somebody knows, but, um, but it's not the wrestling coach. Sure. See if I can wow. dig a little bit uh, for my brother. Yeah, come on, B-Row. I'll, I'll let you press me a little it's harder. That's good, B-Row. Come on now. <laughs> what? I said get the, get the inside scoop for us. My sister gave me some inside scoop, but I don't know. My, I got to talk to my brother-in-law because my sister gets everything backwards. So she, sure. she, uh, she, she said they're bringing them back in like steps, like 250 at a time. And like most of them are flying into Newark. And then 
Um, they're going to Buckner for a couple, you know, and then they're going to be all in like secluded in these barracks. It's like going to be not quarantined, but they're going to be like separated, you know, separated with a purpose. I don't know. There's some phrase that somebody made up that, uh, that they're using, but, uh, she didn't there's, get probably, there's probably something to that, but I'll just, I mean, I'll just say that the people who are in charge of this, um, you know, they're smart people and they're empathetic people. So I don't, they're going to make the most out of it. They're not going to bring people back and put them in social isolation for two weeks. Um, you know, they're going to, they're going to figure out a way to do it the smartest, you know, but the most, um, you got to look after the, the mental fitness of people too. You can't bring them back and put them by themselves for two weeks. So um, they'll find a way to um, some way socialize and maintain their physical fitness too. If the comm has anything to do with it, they're going to find a way to do PT. I can promise you that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting, but b you might have more inside knowledge on this than I do. Yeah, maybe. I'm actually going to be up there for it. I'm going to come up uh, the week the week before leading up to it and stay with my sister for a little while. So, All right on. Come on by. I'll give you an elbow bump. She keeps me more in line of like the gossip around the neighborhood. She's like, ooh, this family was out in their front yard and somebody told on them and now they're in trouble and it, all the, all that kind of stuff. Oh, no kidding. Tell her to stay away from my house. There's like some, I guess, underground luau's going, going on. That, uh, we've got, are, we've got three kids. I mean, all our kids in our house just have birthdays. They all just turned five, three, and two. Um, good luck keeping them in the house all day long. So I'm gonna have them. You know, they're, they don't go to the playground, like the public playground or anything like that. But um, if anybody wanted to turn me in for having our kids outside running around playing, um, I might get locked up for a long time. <laughs> Taking it back to the wrestling coach, um, class of 2020 special. Thank you guys. Best of luck. I'm sure whatever graduation looks like, it'll be memorable for you. Cool. And I know you're a member of the, the moment that you pull out and see West Point in your rearview mirror. I'll, I certainly will never forget that. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> you don't remember? Come on. I go back to West Point like twice a year, though. Like, I didn't leave that place bitter. I left that place like, this is going to be fun to visit now. <laughs> Jordan, have you been in B-Row's living room lately? Uh, no. It's like going back to West Point. There's so much memorabilia <laughs> hanging around. It's like he never left. He's got his singlet yeah. hanging up there. As soon as you walk <laughs> in the door, you see a singlet hanging from the ceiling. No, I'm kidding about that one. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Looking at next year's team, Coach. So, did a little data on the roster. So, last year's roster, we had 49 guys um, listed on the website. And 24 of those dudes are from different states. Found that to be a pretty interesting stat. And then looking at some of the recruits for commitments for class of uh, 2020 high school seniors, we got guys from Kansas, Utah, South Carolina, all these kind of states that aren't traditionally looked at as powerhouse states. What is kind of the methodology behind finding some of these guys that maybe kind of under the radar and don't come from traditionally places where you see guys going D1? Pennsylvania, um, for example. And we did have seven Ohio guys on the team, so shout out for that. Yeah. Well, um, B-Row, pay attention because we've got a heavy Pennsylvania class coming in, too. And uh, in 2021, we can't talk about – I'm not allowed to talk about any individuals, but um, sure. we, we are looking, Jordan, you'll appreciate at a state a little bit further west um, than Pennsylvania. But um, – as you should. Yeah, oh, yeah right. Um, what's the methodology that goes into recruiting the guys? It's, um, well, for one, it's no stone unturned, right? And um, so, I mean, we get emails a lot and we get video a lot. Um, and, uh, and I watch at least part of every single email and video clip I get. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that's how it starts is, oh, wow. Like, let me know. I see something here let's keep a track of them. Like, let's watch this guy for the next three, four months and see how they do. Um, but if you look at, you know, the guys that you mentioned states that maybe aren't recruited as much, if you look at their national results, they're right up there. I mean, they're either nationally ranked or 
borderline nationally ranked individuals. So, um, you know, maybe we saw something that hadn't, you know, kind of came to fruition yet in their results. So um, we want to recruit people that we think can compete to win Division One national titles. And if they're from a non-traditional state, then all right, man, you know, we have something that we can offer that's attractive for them that um, pretty much no other school in the country can offer. And uh, when we have those conversations and they like it, we like them, then we go full speed ahead. I don't discriminate, you know, Northeast, Southeast, Southwest, whatever, Northwest. If you've got what it takes to be successful here, we want you. Amen to that. Well, that's, uh, that's exciting. I'm, I'm excited to see how this, uh, how this year, how this team looks coming up this year. And um, I don't know, did Jordan, uh, Jordan pop off? Yeah, he's going to come right back on. There's um, some technical difficulties in quarantine every now and then. You got to sort out. But <laughs> well, you, can, you can use this. Hey, since he's not on here right now, this is your time to talk about how much better Pennsylvania wrestling is than Ohio. Oh, I mean, that's self-explanatory. I don't, I don't really need to elaborate on that. On the, any you don't even need time for it. Yeah, I mean, I guess they would be uh, – if they would go down to two classes, it would. I'd have a better gauge, I feel like, realistically on how good Ohio is. Well, they got three classes? They have four. They got four? I think so, yeah. Okay. We'll go with four since he's not here on the call right now to, to refute. <laughs> Um, no, man, it's, it's no secret. Like if you can recruit PA, New Jersey and, and, uh, and Ohio, then you're gonna have a pretty good team. And so we've been able to do that and, and we're digging, you know, into New Jersey now too. So Pennsylvania, Ohio, we've kind of made a living there. We're going to keep doing it and uh, keep kind of cherry picking out of some other state, Southeast down the South and the Midwest, the, the far West, but, what it boils down to, B-Row, is, is we've got something that um, we can offer. It's like we always belong in the recruiting conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we, like I can go in anybody's living room and we belong there, no matter who they are, no matter where, where they're looking at. Now, if they're not interested, they're not interested, all right? Well, I should if, if there – a few people aren't interested, but most of the time they just don't know that they're interested. So you got to talk to them about, you know, here's what we can offer at West Point. Are you interested in these things? Yes. You're like, okay, well, you're going to wear a different uniform to class. You know, <laughs> it's just it's going to be a little bit different. Yeah, Jordan's, Jordan's having some issues, but I think he's trying to get on. So uh, next, the next topic. So I, this whole podcast kind of started with, you uh, initiating that topic on the alumni page about getting class reps. Um, and so when I commented on there with my usual GIF of the, you know, guy going in the car being in, um, uh, I said Troy, uh, Troyal, we call Jordan Tom Troyal. So if you hear me say Troyal on the, on the pod, right. uh, it'll be, that's, that's who I'm referring to. Um, but he messaged me and he goes like, Hey, he's like, I've been sitting home for like two weeks doing nothing we need to start a, a B Hall podcast. Um, and so the, it all, it all kind of started off that topic. So, you know, if you could elaborate further on like what, um, what your intent is from that. And I know, I think I kind of know what it is cause we've had this discussion before, but for the listeners, you know, what are you looking at to get, you know, with uh, a class rep affiliate or however. Well, here's, you know, here's what we got to do is, is we've done um, a good job with alumni outreach. Um, but we can do better. But, you know, when you take classes like, you know, take this year, for instance, if you take 12 and last year 10 or year before 14 and seniors, that's a lot of people to keep up with. I need some help. You know, that's what I'm saying is I need some people that, you know, care about the program as much or more than a coach does to, uh, to reach out to their classmates and other people who, uh, who care about the program and, and help, you know, spread the good word. Uh, about army wrestling so hopefully you know that's that that's my intent that's my idea is if we can create these you know they're they're like the social influencers you know of uh, of army wrestling so um if they can keep spreading the word just you know within our tight-knit community um it'll help us because 
we're doing a good job. You know, we've got a lot of alumni support. Um, we raise a good amount of money. People are incredibly supportive, uh, but we can do better. And uh, when I look at, hey, what can I do better as a head coach? That's one of the areas that I think I can do. Um, and then I realize, man, I can't do that all by myself. You know, I'd really, it'd be nice to have some help. So that was the, uh, the impetus on maybe I can find some class reps. We got a good response. I think about 30 of them. So, you know, this program is, is in development and we're about, you know, ready to, to hit the gas and, and go full, full speed ahead with it that um, we'll rely on some people within the program. Um, so grads from within our network to help influence and, and keep everybody else in touch. Yeah, I think uh, it's weird because I mean, I, I think feel like West Pointers uh, in particular just get more busy um, and it's, it's you lose contact and you know moving from one duty station to the next like I can remember at each place I was super close with so many different people and now I don't con have contact with them at all uh, and not just wrestlers but just I think that's how it works in the military you become super close with the the, the, the community you're with and sometimes you lose you know you lose ties with some of those guys I remember talking to like Matt Ross you know he would you know he'd be tell me about you know a guy he practiced you know, one of his practice partners every day and you know hung out with every day and he's like oh yeah I haven't talked to that guy in 15 years and it's like man that's that's you know that's one of your best friends from college you haven't talked to you know in that long um yeah but I think yeah. there's a lot of people like that so I think uh getting you know getting one rep per you know per class you know and kind of having them as a as a marker is a, is a is a good idea yeah because it's like you know when so when Matt Ross gets back together with that guy, it's going to be like, they never missed a day. Right. <laughs> they see each other. It's like, man, you haven't talked in 15 years, but we didn't miss a beat. Um, and that's cool. Like, I mean, that's a cool relationship to have, but at the same time, you're like, well, maybe it doesn't have to be 15 years, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe it can be 15 months. Um, that's an improvement. So that's, that's my idea. Let's bring everybody together. Right. Yeah. So we got Jordan back on for the uh, for the viewers that uh, don't have the opportunity to watch the video. Um, Jordan, can you hear me? I got you. Oh, it, your uh, your picture is frozen on my end, so it just looks like you're looking down the whole time. I was like, man, he's a uh, he's pretty upset. No, he's looking at me, B. Rose. Just every time you start talking, he puts his head down. He doesn't <laughs> want to pay attention. Well, I'm having some serious issues, but that's all right. We'll drive on. <laughs> can we get a cyber can we get an it or a cyber guy added to this podcast let's work these things out Who's that signal guy i mean he's he's uh probably busy sure he was um but he, he i think i feel like he definitely knows what he's doing in the signal world yeah absolutely so uh well, coach something that the people want to know obviously is we heard the rumors about the facility i think it was almost a year ago now Maybe more. Um, yeah. <laughs> where are we at on that? Is and if it's not a matter of just starting the construction, is is there something specific that's kind of holding it up? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if you wanted to boil it down to you know something specific, it's we we've got to get the the cost of it right, um, and uh, we've got to make sure we got the money in the bank to to proceed with it. So, um, you know, we've got the we've got the firm. Um, we've had several architectural drawings. These aren't just, you know, plans, but these are legit drawings and 3D renderings of what the facility is going to look like. And it's sick, yeah. um, you know, but it, it's a, it's been a slow process just because of some of the way that the, uh, the money flows and um, some of the red tape that you have to cross to do it. And uh, okay. So the first estimate comes back a little bit higher than we wanted it to. Okay. Um, well, you got to go back and you got to rework it. And then we start running into, um, you know, so what was that mid March? Um, so those conversations probably happened in late January, early February. And then mid March, you know, we're put the brakes on everything. So um, I guess the most information I can, I can give you is everything that I've seen about it is awesome, man. It's sick. It's a game changer. It's just that it's probably um, going a little bit slower than we wanted it to right now. Just, you know, and the, the COVID situation doesn't help. So um, we've already had a, a really um, 
you know, it, I would say inspiring, like a really motivating response from alumni. We've raised, um, you know, quite a bit of money already. And, uh, and, and, and there's more in the works, but it's just kind of finalizing the plans before we punch the gas on a full capital campaign to, uh, to make sure we get it funded. Because what we want to do is we don't want to build a facility and, and, and rush to build an average facility, right? Yeah. Like we don't want to rush to get one that's pretty good. When we're, we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. You know, it's like we're in an awesome facility where we're at right now. But, um, you know, it, it won't be as awesome in 10 years. So we're planning for the future. And when this thing happens, man, it's going to be a game changer for us. Sure. Absolutely. want to do it right the first time. That's for sure. Where cool. exactly is it tentatively planned to be built at? Yeah, well, I mean, not tentatively. It's, it, it's certainly planned to be. Um, so the old uh, lacrosse center um, that's called Truxton. So it's, a, it's kind of a two-phase project. One of them is renovating the existing Truxton facility, like where you wouldn't even recognize that it was what it is now. So you have to have some imagination when you drive by it. But Truxton is behind Foley, the indoor football practice facility. Hmm. All right, so it's up there. It's like 200 yards from Mikey Stadium. It's up there inside the Mikey Stadium footprint. So we'll renovate Truxton, turn that into the operations home of our program. That'll include team room, locker room, um, coaches' offices, meeting rooms, everything you need, um, you know, to operate. And then behind it, um, where there's an open space, we'll build a wrestling room, house four mats, cardio equipment, um, everything that you need to to be able to train. So. When it happens, like I said, the, the renderings are pretty sick. It's going to be um, a first-class facility, one of the best in the country for sure. So, um, And it's at a really cool location. Like, we'll walk out of the wrestling room, and, you know, if you can imagine a football Saturday, um, you walk 200 yards, and you're there at the football stadium. It's pretty cool. The facility sounds like it's going to be, uh, it's going to be legit. Um, the yeah. facility is going to be great. Here's one of the cool things we're going to have in front of the facility. We're going to have room for when you guys come back to watch a football game. We're, we'll have room to set up a mat out there to have alumni wrestling matches. B-Row, JT, best two out of three. I don't know who's going to ref it yet, but I'm sure somebody will, will volunteer for that. Really we'll simple. We'll volunteer him. He'll be. Well, yeah, we'll have a barbell set up next to it where um, you guys can challenge Chandler Smith to who can squat 700 wow. pounds. <laughs> uh, it'll be a lot of fun, man. It'll be fun to have everybody back. But um, I mean, on that note, seriously, though, I mean, who's going to win those best two out of three takedowns? Oh, I'll destroy him in a takedown. Edge. <laughs> I'll get out of him on bottom, too. He's, he's a big top guy. I'll, I'll, cho I'll choose bottom. It depends what rule set we go on. So, if we're allowing danger rule, I'm kind of screwed. Dude, I'm so much bigger than you. Listen, there's no weight classes in the jungle. Right? <laughs> it's funny you say that. So, you were talking about Noah Stewart earlier. Yeah. So him and uh, and uh, who was the other guy? Oh, I can't remember. They came down to Fort Stewart for their, their summer CTLT. Yeah. And they were like, oh, let's go wrestle. So mid-June, mid-July, hot summer in Savannah, we head up to this little five-by-five -five wrestling mat. And I was like, yeah, I'll roll around with you guys. I thought they were like 57, 65-pounders. And I'm like 155 pounds. I'm like, all right, they're not that big. This dude goes as hard as he can. He's like smashing me. Come to find out he's like a, what is he, 84-pounder? Yeah, and he got big in the summer, too. He was probably Oh, yeah, huge he was head. huge. And he was talking mad trash. He was getting all upset. It was hysterical. He couldn't get out on bottom, though, could he? No, he got out. He's tough. He's <laughs> tough. As good as he is, he is he's going to leave. He's going to graduate here in a couple weeks with zero takedowns on Coach Ward. So, I want that. I want, I want that printed. I want it saved to the archives. That that should have gone in the class yearbook. I mean, that's he's. Can you believe a career like his? Top twenty, top fifteen in the country. I think one of the ten best guys in any given day could have definitely been one of the eight best guys. No, it couldn't take me down. No matter what, couldn't take me down. Always had to choose top in the second period to get 
to try to get some back points. Could never take me down. Old man strength. I got that. I got that mind control on. <laughs> <laughs> it's the. It's the, yeah. Um, so how does your fa- how does your family like West Point? You know, are they um, you know you've been there for a while now? Are they settled settled in completely? Or any uh, well for more than for more than half of our family, it's all they've ever known. You know, <laughs> I mean, when, so when I moved here, um, like I said, I showed up in August. Well, Hannah was still finishing up nursing school in Arkansas, so she did. She stayed back and finished up school. She didn't move here until January. Um, so I was up here that first uh, what August to, to January by myself. Um, I had a dog and a futon, I think, and I hung out at Tony's Pizza a lot. <laughs> but, uh, yes. but yeah, but that was it. Um, so all of our, all three of our kids are born here. So for half of the, more than half the family, it's all they've ever known. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, we adjust. It's a cool community. Um, now it's different. Like when you're a coach and you're living, um, you know, on an army post, that's different. You know, and uh, that took some adjusting and. Hannah's made some good friends, but as you know, the nature around West Point is um, you make good friends and they leave, um, you know, Mm -hmm. so, so that's been tough. Um, But it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a safe community. Um, It's really good people, great schools. So um, yeah, we, we really like it a lot. Yeah. So the Andersons are moving. That's uh, I feel like they just got there. I know. Didn't they? They just got (laughs) here, but you know, I mean, that's what happens with good people. So um that that's one of the challenges with any program but i think especially here like your best people probably leave fastest because somebody else wants them mm-hmm. you know it's like the the quicker they get promoted the the less time you have with them so um yeah but happy for for john and his family they get to go back to colorado and, and i think it's pretty cool he's taking a battalion command if i understand so um or he's in line to do that. So career-wise, you know, he told me what was really cool. John was like, man, he's, he said, I'm really conflicted because, um, you know, my goal is to be an Olympic champion. And he, but what I love to do is, is to lead soldiers and, and impact soldiers. And when I take command, that's an opportunity to do it. So um, that's what he wants to do. And I said, you don't know me an explanation. You don't know us an apology. It's like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's what you signed up for. It's what you love to do. And he loves the army and wants to go impact lives and, and, and lead soldiers. So good for him. Sucks for our program. You know, we'll find somebody else good, but I mean, you're not going to replace John Anderson. I know that much. <laughs> yeah. Ain't going to replace that smoke. No, no, we wanted yeah. the smoke. That's the thing. We want that smoke, John. We're like, come on another year. We want that smoke. But, uh, yeah, as it works out. No. I remember Chuck, Chuck Barbie used to say he's you know when John was uh, firsty he'd be like you guys you guys can do this too you know John doesn't just have to be the guy that like you know smokes everybody and gets everybody tired and we all looked at each other and we're like there's no way it, 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 we could get in any kind of shape there's no way that you could replicate what John Anderson can do to somebody is that your best Chuck Barbie voice or can you do better I don't know man <laughs> that's uh, that that John Anderson, he uh he can put the smokes on a few guys. <laughs> That's probably the best one I got. Willie Simpson's got a good a good Chuck voice. We got to get him on the show sometime. Oh yeah, um, our uh, our logo actually you can see it in my background. There's barbed wire on there. That's for Chuck. That's barbed wire. Chuck Barbie's barbed wire. <laughs> a little subtle reference in there. <laughs> Hopefully he tunes in sometime. Get him on the show. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. All right, so before we go, what, what, Jordan? Yeah, so we got some vocabulary we want to test you on, Coach Ward, and I think you're going to do better than I originally thought because you've been throwing around some stuff that shocked me. But Red Con 1. We're calling this bit West Point Isms with Ward. So, All right. So for the first one, you ready? I'm a little nervous. Am I upheld to the honor code here too, or can I Google some of these as we're talking about it? I don't care what you do. If you don't know it, then we'll just pass. All right. These All right. are—I wouldn't say they're super easy, but they're—they're—they're they're, they're not super hard either. But I also—I'm partial. All right, here we go. We're gonna jump right in. So John Anderson just put on the smokes on somebody at practice. They're exhausted. They're like, "Ah, oh, coach, I'm gonna go back to my room and I'm gonna cuddle up with my green girl." What are they talking about? That's the blanket. Woo! One point you know, award. Well, <laughs> no, I'm up one and over. I'm up two zero right now. Take down. All right. 
what is your what do you think of when you hear the poop what the uh, what's the poop deck that's the uh that's the stage in the mess hall the, or the, the the second level but let me tell you what i've never been been no one's been able to explain to me why it's called the poop deck no one has been able to define that for me so maybe that's that's a question for the next guest Ooh, that's a good one for an oldie yeah i don't even know why it's called the poop deck i've never been up there have you been up there, Jordan? No. I floated a few times. That's actually not a question on there, but bonus question on there. Do you know what a floater is? In I just, I, I just gave up an escape. I was feeling pretty good about where I was at. Now I just got swung on. <laughs> no. no. A, a floater is when, you, uh, well, when you're eating at the mess hall and there's not enough spot. They, they don't bring your table. They don't allow your table. So you have to go to uh, – the poop deck and get uh and get floated man i knew that i should have known that one <laughs> all right so it's uh it's two one then we're still up we'll that go to the next one that was uh, that was also kind of an unfair one because that one wasn't actually prepared i just kind of thought of the floater hey, man, I, I should have been ready you know what should have <laughs> been ready all right here we go what does it mean if someone was to ask you how's the cow Man, don't they uh, don't they go into some dissertation about how the cow is uh, it um, or is that leather? Am I thinking? Am I going on with the leather? The, the, is the You're cow pretty darn it? close either I'll way. Give it to because it, it's the same thing. You know, it's it's funny because everyone always says how's the cow, but I don't think they have to memorize that anymore. I don't think I had to memorize that. Like it wasn't in the knowledge, but you still had to memorize it. When I was she there. walks, she talks. She's full of chalk. She lactates to the something degree. Yeah, the lacteal acid or something. Um, we're messing this up. We're going to have to redo it now. <laughs> okay. You've, this you've is, got your diploma. You don't have to know that anymore. Do you know I'm giving it to him. It's 4-1. <laughs> have you ever heard of a tea bucket? Dang. Actually, no. We Not even doesn't even ring a bell. Further than that, but I just want to know if you see if you knew what a tea bucket was. Doesn't even ring a bell. Maybe it's something I shouldn't know about. Yeah, we'll move yeah, on from that should. one. All right, keep it going. What is flirty walk or where? You're talking about that uh, that trail through the woods down from North Dock up to uh, Trophy Point area. That's right. Isn't that where you and is that where you and B Row took your first walk together? That's what Brian oh, told come me. Come on now. <laughs> Uh, what does it mean to buy and fly? To buy and fly. I'm going to take a guess, but I'm going to act like I know what it means. Does that mean like you're, you're Brad Solon for aviation, something like that? No, that means like, I buy you fly. What would they, what would they mean by that? I oh, buy all right. Fly. Yeah. You're, you're, you buy the gas. I'm driving, you know, something like that. I would say your common sense took over there, but the West Pointism, I, I, in, in this reference, it's, you know, your cadet roommates or your friends, one person decides, hey, I'll buy it, but you got to go to Grand Turnaround and pick it up. Oh, all right. I got you there. You're, you're talking about giving that, uh, that Dong Fong delivered. <laughs> <laughs> that Dong Fong. That's right. All right, it's 4-2. This would be an easy one. What is the social run? Oh, they got to turn in that paper at the end of the year. So dress up, sprint, make it there just in the nick of time. The social run. That's a good one. Yep. Yep. That's right. So now we got 6-2 going into OT. Brian Harvey. I'm going to tell you, Brian Harvey, as one of the village people in the shortest things that could still be called shorts, um, running in to turn in his social paper was was one of the all times. So I don't even know if they can get away with calling them shorts, um, but they had some fringe at the bottom where he cut off his jeans. So I think they gave it to him. That one will forever be seared in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I saw there were some videos that like that I, that surfaced this year when they were turning them in virtually that were not funny. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't very amused. No, I gave them, I gave them some some points for credit on that one. They tried. So I, I don't think we have any more questions on, on the dock. I mean, the last one, I, I really just wanted to know what, what's your favorite Highland Falls restaurant? Unless you, unless you can come, one off, come, come up with one off the cuff, Jordan. 
No, I'm going to leave him go with the victory. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, it's Tony's Pizza because they adopted me like, you know, their, their straight child for the first six months I lived here. I tell everybody, I had like two meals and I would go on a steady rotation of either fresh Tony's Pizza or leftover Tony's Pizza. And, uh, <laughs> and that was pretty much the diet that I was on for that first six months I lived here before Hannah moved up here. Uh, so that's a no-brainer. Why did you choose... Was it just because it was the closest restaurant when you, you walked really up? want to know? Okay. You want to know the story? I'll tell you how, I'll tell you how we really found it. So, you know, our golf tournaments in September, our golf outing. So I'd been here four, five weeks, something like that. So I called a couple of my buddies from Oklahoma and I'm like, Hey, you guys need to come up and, and play in our first golf outing. So they do. So we play golf, we play 18 holes, you know, and then everybody leaves and uh, we start start talking trash to each other. We go play like another 18 holes together. And we're having a good, we're having a good time, right? Um, and, uh, and then we leave and um, it's like, well, we got to eat dinner. So we, we pull up to Brothers Pizza um, because I didn't know any better. And we walk in there and we're the only ones. And the guy behind the counter like doesn't even acknowledge us. So we're like, well, let's leave here. So we get back in the truck and we drive somewhere else. And we drive down there to Tony's or Southgate. And we walk in and they've got the arcade game, Big Buck Hunter there. You know, so we were like, oh, it's on, you know. So then we had a big buck hunter tournament like all night long. <laughs> so that was my first experience there. So we had a good time. Um, I used to crush it on big buck hunter, too. They got rid of it, but I was a champ. And uh, we had some pizza and wings. So we hung out there. And, and then uh, I just I, I couldn't break. I liked it so much. I had to keep going back. <laughs> that's the that's the real story. I feel you. I'm a Tony's guy myself. How is the shades? I love shades. Oh, they're party pizzas. Man, we do shades a lot with the Russell team. They do a good job on that chicken fettuccine. Um, and, and they hook us up. So we do some shades for like team meals. Um, but when it comes to pizza and I want to go just hang out, like when, when you guys come into town, if we want to go hang out and grab some pizza, we're going to Tony's. We're ringing the new year. Can you talk to like Mr. Tony, see if he wants to be a sponsor of the podcast? Uh, I can bring that up next time. He helps us out with a golf outing. They give us some there we good go. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're supporters of our program. This episode is brought to you by Dong Fong, though. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, it was, uh, it was good to have you uh, on the show today, Kevin. I'm, we're, uh, we're excited to get this thing situated and, uh, you know, get this thing running. Happy Memorial Day for anybody who's listening on the day that this comes out. We're gonna we're gonna premiere it then. Well, man, I'm uh, I'm pumped about what you guys are doing. I'm even more pumped about how you're showing the your your love of the program um, and helping spread the good word. So I'm looking at getting back together, um, and we'll chat Army Wrestling anytime. Like if we want to do this, it's a weekly thing. If you you decide there's a lot more interesting people than me, and 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 I'll talk to you once or twice a year, that's fine too. But I appreciate you guys. Love what you're doing. Thanks for uh, repping the program. Yeah, I mean, we'll have you on as much as, uh, as, much as the people want. If they want to hear more from, from you, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep doing this all the time. Really, we want to do what the people want, you know, what the alumni and the fans and the coaches and the athletes and parents want. So on that note, comment below, send a message on the Instagram page, whatever it is, let us know what you want. We're here for the people. We're the people. I appreciate having me there, Coach. Oh, you guys be good. Awesome. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in to the B-Hall Radio Show. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. If there's something you'd like to hear on a future show, reach out to us on any of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Or you can reach us at email, bhaw.radio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And as always, go Army, be Navy.